Hello and good morning. I'm Pastor Jerry Bond. Welcome to an old cowboy talking about Jesus. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, you're worthy to be exalted. We, ex we praise your holy name. We lift up your precious Son, the Lord Jesus, and we know that when we do that, all men and women are drawn to him. Thank you for the healing power of your name. Thank you for your Son that by his stripes that he brought forth healing upon each and every person that will receive. Thank you, Father, for this wonderful day. Thank you that we have another day to praise you. We are so grateful and thankful that we can know you and we, that you'll deliver us from all the things that come before us. And we know that we have the victory in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Thank you for this day and this sermon. In Jesus' name and all the people said amen. Today, if you got your Bible, turn to John chapter 4 and about the 46th verse through the end of the chapter. Jesus was returning from the Galilee Cana of Galilee, back to Galilee. And when he was coming through, a royal official heard that Jesus was coming. Now this is where the Lord had performed the first miracle in his ministry of turning water into wine. So they knew about that and they knew about the, the great miracles and things he'd done at the feast of Jerusalem. So this man heard about it and he came to Jesus and he says, Sir, he says, come, my son lies at the point of death. Come and heal him. And Jesus said to him, go your way. Your son has been made whole. And so his servants came to the man and told him what hour his son was and the fever had left him seven hours before. So it's an interesting story here. Here, here a man hears of the good news. Now the title of this sermon today, would you have miracles and wonders, signs, miracles and wonders? Do you believe? Are you looking for a miracle? The life of Jesus was 33 and a half years, and three and a half years of that was doing signs, miracles, and wonders. He was healing their people. In Acts 10, 38, he says he healed all that were oppressed of the devil. So they were oppressed. That means they were sick. They were afflicted, and various things were happening to the folks. Come down into chapter 5 and look at this for a minute. Jesus came back up to Jerusalem to the, to the place of the pool called Bethesda. There were many people that were withered, were sick, were all kinds of problems. And he saw this man who had been there 38 years. And he asked him, do you want to be made whole? And he says, sir, no one is here to put me into the water when the angel stirs the water. And Jesus said to him, rise and be healed. He was a prophetic utterance there. He called the things that be not as though they were. The man had been there 38 years. And the man stood up and leaped and praised God. And then he went up to the temple and, and later Jesus told him, he says, uh, go and sin no more lest a worse thing come on you. And so you come on down through the chapter 5 of Jesus and you see many other things that he did. Now I want to go to, to Mark the 5th chapter and we're looking at things of sign, miracles, wonder. But let me back up and inter interject this into it. When the people came to Jesus there in, in the 4th chapter, he says, can you not believe without seeing signs, miracles, and wonders? Faith is, is the subject of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So you must come to a place where you believe God is a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. Pardon me. So you, 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 you diligently seek the Lord. Now you don't have to see signs, miracles, and wonders, but they do follow the Word, and Jesus is the Word. But he asked them, Do you not, but can you not believe? So I asked you this morning, where is your faith? Do you not believe that Jesus 
is our healer. He is the Lord God, our healer. What is happening to each and every one of us? Satan comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but Jesus says, I've come that you have life, John 10, 10. He comes to steal your life, destroy your life, and do anything he can to hinder you and harm you. So where are you? Well, in Mark chapter 5, as we go through this, a Roman centurion came to Jesus, and he says, my servant lies at home at the point of death. Would you come? And as on the way there, he said, I'll come. And on the way going, a woman that had been spending all of her money for 18 years on doctors, she was bleeding ferociously. And she says, if I could but touch the hem of his garment, I shall be made whole. Well, how do we touch Jesus Christ? How do we touch the Father? We touch the Father and Jesus through the Word. We speak the Word over ourselves. We speak the Word back to Father because He honors His Word. He doesn't honor anything else but His Word. Whatever He says, that will He do. So she says, if I could but touch Him. Well, the crowds were thronging around Jesus, and he, she snuck up behind Him and touched Him. And immediately the bleeding stopped, the hemorrhaging stopped. And Jesus says, someone has touched me because uh, uh, it is, something has left, virtue has left my body. So he was looking and thinking, well, who was this person? And he was looking around, and Peter says, well, Master, everybody's touching you. Well, she was the only one got healed. Are you going to be the one this morning to reach out and touch your father that you are healed? Are you going to believe the Word of God? Are you going to believe the other report? You know, uh, it's interesting to think about what Jesus did himself as he walked the face of the earth 2,000 years ago, and for three and a half years he ministered life to the people. In John 6, 63, he says it's the Spirit that gives life. The words I speak are spirit in life. So Jesus came to bring life to the people. He came to set the captives free. He came to, to the oppressed, the depressed. He came to heal those that were downtrodden. Now, interesting enough, at that gate, later on in Acts, the book of Acts, Acts 3, Peter and John walk up to this place. And there was a man there that had been there 40 years. And he had been diseased in his feet, one thing or the other. And Peter and John walked up to him and said, Silver or gold have I none, but what I do have in the name of Jesus rise and walk. And the man did. Now you know as well as I do, as we're standing here this morning talking about this, that Jesus saw that man because he had been there for 40 years. Jesus was a frequent visitor to the temple, probably every day, maybe several times a day, to pray to do what he did around amongst the people. So what, what are you looking at today? No one and no one, no doctor, no medicine, no treatment, no surgery can heal you. Only God is the healer. He's the Lord God, our healer, Jehovah Rapha. He does that by the power of his name and the power of his word. Now you'll say, well, what is the purpose of this and how and why and what does it do and how does it affect me? Well, we're all going to have trials and tribulations. We're all going to have things that come against us. We're all going to see these various things. Now, if you exercise your faith, your trust, and I think you have to come to a place where you totally sell out to the Lord. Say, Lord, I believe in you. I trust you. You know, various enough in, in the last nine months that I've been dealing with, with, with cancer, the people have come to me, a lot of them, and say, well, what about Job? Or what about Paul's thorn in the flesh? Baloney. Job was, was a man a man of righteousness, and Satan asked God about if he had a fence around him, and he told him no. He says, you can do anything you want to him, but you can't kill him. Now his sons and his children were living in sin, 
and the sin, I guess, killed them. I don't know, but they, they were destroyed by, by the devil. It wasn't God, it was the devil. And then at the end of the chapter, the 42 chapters, he restored all that back to Job. But everybody wants to remember Job, and what about Job? And he said in the third chapter, he says, the things I feared the most has come upon me. Fear is an awesome thing. It is the opposite of faith. And if you get sick or been diagnosed with some terrible disease, your mind will run into the opposite direction. So you have to feed every day and nourish yourself on the Word of God. Renew your mind daily with the Word. And you've got to stay focused. Otherwise, Satan will try to, to perform in you or get you to think opposite of what the Word says. Now, what is, what is the real thing that we're here for? God put mankind here to fellowship with him, to be his children, to do his bidding, and take dominion over this earth and do what he tell, tells us to do. Now, what we do is we get sidetracked or derailed or get our eyes on something else, and we go down the wrong road, and when we say, hey, God, where are you, and why is this happening to me? All of us are that way because we, we're frail, we're fleshly. But if you go to Romans 8, 1, 2, there's no condemnation there. You've been set free from the law of sin and death by the law of spirit of life in Christ. So you know that you've been set free, but there's times when you are troubled. There's times when you are having a hard time dealing or walking or acting or talking or living under the auspices of the Holy Spirit and what Jesus wants to do in your life. So you kind of lose your way. Well, turn on your GPS. That's Jesus. And follow after him, hook, line, and seeker. I mean, totally be sold out. Watch him. Then back to Paul's thorn in the flesh. That's in 2 Corinthians 12, verse 7 through 9. He said, I received great revelations. And to keep me from exalting myself or being puffed up, I received a messenger from Satan. It says so right there. It is not God doing these terrible things to the people. It is not God killing people. It is not God causing these people to shoot these folks all around the country, schools and parking, parking lots and wherever. That is the devil. It's demonic. It's evil. It's strife. It's, and more strife is, every evil work is. It is of the enemy. You've got to know who your enemy is. You've got to wake up, stand up, speak up. What happens if you go through all this and you die? You're with the Father. You've put your trust in Him. You've got eternal salvation. So you haven't lost anything. You've just moved your house from where you are to where He is. So don't get caught up in the death cycle. There is nothing there that will help you. Now, if you get to feeling sorry for yourself, sometimes people do, and I, I'm guilty of that. I get to feeling sorry for myself, the way people treat you and all the bad things happen to you. But you've got to take your eyes and your thoughts off of that and put them on Jesus. 2 Corinthians 10, 5 says, Cast down every imagination and bring every thought to the obedience of Jesus. Then in your Ephesians, he says, Now unto him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all you can think, ask, or imagine. Let me share something else with you that might help you. There was two blind guys came up to Jesus. And he says, Jesus asked him, says, what do you want? He says, we want our sight. So every time we go to God, we must ask him and tell him what we want. Now, he already knows what we need, but we have to ask. That's in Matthew 7. Seek, ask, and knock. To those that ask, it'll be given. Those that knock, the door will be open. So you go and you ask and you seek. Well, how do you get it? Then you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that by Jesus' stripes you're healed. Or, yeah, I can do this all by myself. No, you can't. You can't do anything by yourself. John 15, 5 says, without Jesus, without the Lord, you can do nothing. Absolutely zero, nada. You know, a doctor or a professional person they're only trained to do so much in what they're trained in. 
They cannot heal you. Now, they can make recommendations of things that might help your healing, but they cannot heal you. If you do like he tells you, he says, go to Matthew 6, 33. Seek ye first the Father. Then all these things are added to you. Well, what are all these things? Life, health, happiness, joy, peace, patience, all those things that you desperately need. Now, the Holy Spirit lives inside of us because our body is the temple of God. So we have everything right here available every moment, any hour of the day. I don't understand, and I prayed and sought the Lord in this a lot, there's a place where you can go in the spirit realm and be, and be so relaxed and so caught up in the spirit that you're not bothered by the things of the natural. And I think that's just called yieldedness. And then when that happens, the spirit of holiness comes upon each of us and we act like the Lord. Notice Jesus said in John 5, he says, I only do and say what the Father says and does. So if you or me or anyone would just say, well, Father, your word says that I'm healed, so I'm healed. And then you stand on that word. Now, what happens if healing does not come? Well, it's like one time I was called to Florida to pray for a man. He had been a, in church all his life. He was an Episcopalian man. And he, he said, I've always been in church. And he had uh, lung cancer, terrible stage four, I suppose, in both lungs. He was on oxygen lead in his home. He said, what happens if I can't breathe? I said, well, I guess you're going to die. So during that few days that I was with this man, his priest got saved. Forty people around him got saved. His five sons, their wives, and their children got saved. And every day about 2.30, he would call me and want to talk about the Lord, and we would talk. One day he didn't call, and I called, and I said, where's John? Why come he didn't call? She said, well, we were all here. All the people were here, and we were just praising God. And, and John told me, he says, Jeannie, says, Jesus is here. I'm leaving. Bye. And he just left. He just went from earth to heaven. So that is the eternal riches of his glory in us now the revelation of that is to know that you know that you know that by his stripes you are healed you can have healing you can have deliverance you can have the things of god you have to walk in love you have to walk into things and be obedient to what jesus tells you he says if you love me keep my commandments the most favorite verse to me is john 15 5, uh, 7 it says if you abide in me and my words abide in you ask anything and i will do it I will do what? I will heal your body. I will prosper you. As your soul prospers, you shall prosper. So when you began to study this, you began to walk in it. Now, you may not feel healed. Your senses may be plumb out of gear, and you may feel so sick. And I tell you, I've been there. It, it is not fun. And all your friends, some of them that are really your friends, will join around you, and they'll intercede for you and the power of God. There will be others that will abandon you. But you don't get your eyes on that. You keep your eyes on Jesus. You keep your eyes on what his word says. Notice everywhere he went. In Matthew 8, verse 17, they brought him everyone that was sick and afflicted. And he healed every one of them, all of them. But then you'll hear some fool stand up and say, well, Jesus could do it. Right in chapter 4, John says he could do no miracles in his own hometown. But he did heal people. Everyone that believed got healed. The Samaritans came to him in that chapter and they got saved or came to the place of salvation. They believed. Do you believe this morning? What are you thinking? You may be thinking, boy, I don't know about this. And, and you be questioning, you begin to question yourself. You begin to question your faith. You begin to question those around you and you, do, and you won't have any answers. So you have to go to the word of God, not the old covenant, but the new covenant. 
Go what the new covenant. Jesus is the new covenant. I used to have an old, old friend and he was always losing his salvation. And one day I asked the Lord, I said, give me something for this old man. He took me to Hebrews, the 10th chapter and the 10th verse through the 14th verse. He says, once and for all, Jesus was the ultimate sacrifice that saved mankind. Once and forever. And nothing can change that. He is our salvation. He is our healer. But you have to make up your mind you're going to believe that or you're going to believe the world. If you go back and study Hebrews 8, 9, and 10, you're going to find that God made a new covenant with the people. He said, I'm going to write their laws upon their mind. I'm going to write upon their heart. I'm going to be a father to them. I'm going to never remember their sins anymore or their iniquities. And I'm going to be a father to them. What are you thinking about? That's the key this morning. That's what we're talking about. Do you believe in signs and miracles and wonders? Do you honestly believe that Jesus is the Son of God? Do you really believe that he, he went to that cross and He shed His blood and through the stripes on His back you've been made whole? Are you going to let the enemy come in and steal your victory, steal your faith? I had a man call me from over in New Mexico and he had uh, gotten, gotten sick or something and and he went to God and was praying for it. He was going blind. And he said, I pray and I pray and I pray and nothing happens. Well, the reason nothing happens is because his faith is not in what the Word says. Put your faith in God. You're, so that when you put your faith in something, you will start saying, Jesus is my Lord. Jesus is my healer. By his stripes I'm healed. Or you may be saying this, Jesus went to the cross that I might become a, a, a child of God. He died on that cross. He gave up his life. His blood was shed just for me. Jesus, come and save me. Give me eternal life. Once you start confessing that, you'll believe what you're saying. He also said in Matthew 12, he says, my people, what's in their heart, he says, you shall know them by the, by the words of their mouth. And then he made this statement. He says, what's in your heart will flow through your mouth. As a man thinks, so is he. So if you're thinking you're going to be sick and you're thinking you're going to die, well, goodbye. Because that's what's happened. I had a friend that had, had uh, prostate cancer and they sent him to Lubbock and he was taking uh, chemo and, and radiation and those things. And after about a year and a half of treatment, they told him, he says, go home and get your business in order. They told him and took away his hope. Don't take the evil report. Take the good report. Believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus is the miracle in your life. He will perform his word and bring salvation to you. Now, I'm pretty, I'm pretty uh, up on this this morning because I'm telling you, I have a lot of friends. Last week, I had 14 people call with terminal cancer, terminal four cancer. Some of them are doing natural, natural work, things, you know, uh, uh, to, to try to get healing. Others are doing what the doctors say. Others are doing nothing. But the point is they were seeking help. Now, all a person like me or you can do is stand in the gap for them. Pray for them. Speak the Word of God over them. Let the Holy Spirit deal with that Word that you spoke over them. Call those things that be not. Quit saying you're going to die. Start saying, I'm going to live and give glory to God, my Father. Start saying those things that you need to be saying to bring forth the salvation of the Lord. When you start doing this, faith will arise in you because faith comes by hearing. Now, you'll have people that love you the other night I was having trouble. I was running a tremendous temperature and I was, I was very sick and I put on Facebook, I said, friends, be in prayer for me. I have a terrible fever because of this cancer 
and started praying for me. Within 30 minutes, 85 people were praying. Does that not tell you something that your friends, your brothers and sisters in the Lord love you and they want you to live and not die, live out the fullness of time? Only God knows that, not the doctors, the nurses, or anybody else, or me or any other person. And don't believe the falseness of what people tell you. Believe the word. The word says, by Jesus' stripes you are healed. By Jesus' stripes you were healed. Believe that. Now, a lot of people don't like preaching on, on healing. But I promise you, every person on the face of the earth, one day or sooner or later, they're going to need a healing for their body. They're going to need a healing for every part of their whole being. When you began to say this, then you have a purpose and a plan. One of the things that you might start saying of yourself, the joy of the Lord is my strength. So in your down moments, count it all joy that he has showed you the way. Count it all joy that you know you're going to be delivered. Count it all joy that the word says you're healed. Now you may not feel, you may feel lower in a snake's belly and you may not feel like pulling up off the bed. But the Lord says, I am with you. Do not fret. Do not fear. I will, read, I will show you the way of glory. He's just looking for somebody to say, Jesus, help. And when we start praising him and thanking him and magnifying him, Jesus is the salvation of mankind. But this man that was having a problem with his eyes, he said, God never hears my prayers. I said, he hears every prayer, every prayer. And he loves you and he wants you well but you start thanking him for the miracle of your healing. You've asked, now praise him and thank him for the miracle. Thank him for the, the deliverance. Thank him for all the things he's done in your life and doing in your life. Thank you for all the blessings you have. Get a grateful heart. When you take your mind and your thoughts up off yourself and put them upon the Lord Jesus, he is the author and the finisher of your faith. He is the one that will deliver you. He is the one that will make you whole. He has already done this. He said 2,000 years ago it was finished. It is finished. You are healed already. You just have to receive it like your salvation. For with the heart you believe, with the mouth you confess. What are you saying about yourself? Now you may feel bad. Your senses may not kick in. But you have to go about and be about the Father's business. What is that? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for everything. So when you began to do that, and you began to walk in that, then the promises that are in, in God's word, all the promises are yes and amen. So you began to walk in that power, in that dunamis. You began to share that good news. And when you do that, faith will arise in you. In Hebrews eleven six, 6, you must believe that God is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. So seek him with all your being. Now, you may not be able to say anything but Jesus, but that's the name above every name. So speak those things you know. Don't try to be super, super duper religious. Jesus didn't like those folks. If you go back to that John chapter 4, all the religious people got bent out of shape when that guy got healed because it was on the Sabbath day in chapter 5. They all got bent out of shape. Your religious people around you or will be jealous of you and they'll say unkind things to you, but just stay focused don't worry about what they're doing. You tend to your business. You do what the Lord's called you to do. Speak the word and receive the word and do what the word tells you and, and the healing power of the Lord will come upon you. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, thank you for the awesome word that you are the Lord God who heals us. You've delivered us from the hand of the trapper. We're under the shadow of the Almighty. 
No deadly pestilence come near us. No weapon formed against us will prosper. And with long life you'll satisfy us. And only you, Father, know how long that time is because you've brought us this far. You will not desert us. You will never change because the word says you don't. You're the healer then. You're the healer now. You're the blessing. We give you praise in all these things. We love you. We thank you. We magnify you. We glorify you. And we thank you for the miracle of healing in every person this morning that's listening to this, that's sick in their body, sick in their mind, going through a terrible divorce, or someone leaving them beside the road and never coming back, someone promising to do something and never doing it. But we walk in grace, we walk in mercy, and we walk in forgiveness. We forgive all those people, Father, because you love them, we love them. In Jesus' name, and all the people said amen. Today, please subscribe to our daily devotions at PastorJerryBond.com. There you can view our TV schedule, the replays of our shows, and subscribe to our social media. There's a place there for donations, PastorJerryBond.com slash donations. There's our mailing address, Post Office Box 51542, Amarillo, Texas, 79159. We just want to thank you for getting your old cavallo out of the stall, brushing his back off, putting a blanket on him, putting the saddle on him, and joining us to take this simple message, the old cowboy talking about Jesus, that he came to seek and to save that which was lost, to heal those that are hurting and under the pressure of the day, times of the world, but they've been delivered because of that one person, the Lord himself. I just want to thank you. We all thank you, and the Lord is doing great and mighty things. Just start praising him. You've asked, you've prayed, now thank him for the answer. Thank him for the, for the healing of your body. Thank you for the deliverance and the things that you're seeking. Today, if you, if you don't know him, but there's something pulling on your heart, the Bible says in Romans 10, 8 through 13, it's whoever would call upon the name of the Lord, believe in their heart that Jesus hung on that cross and through the shedding of his blood, he died there for each and every one of us. Just say this, Lord Jesus, I'm a sinner. Come and save me. And on the third day you rose from the grave, come and bring your resurrection life in me. And I promise to follow you and be obedient to you all the rest of my life. If you've done that, go find a great church that believes in Jesus, preaches Jesus, and doesn't cut the things off that God wants each of us to have healing, deliverance, prosperity. Seek ye first the Lord, and all these other things will be added. Promise yourself that you'll honor the God with reverence, and you'll go about doing what he's called you to do. You'll be so much happier. You'll be so much, so much at freedom in it. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's absolute liberty, and, that, and we go from glory to glory like looking in a mirror, and we can see the joy of the Lord upon us, the strength of the Lord upon us. We can be joyful and, and have great, a great time of living for the Lord. It is a time now to come to a place where all the Christians and believers come into unity, a bond of love, and quit fussing and fighting, quit being in strife, and start praying for those around us. And all the people came together in one accord in the name of Jesus, and they all said, Amen.